This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. You're listening to the Knowledge at Wharton podcast. I'm Rachel Kipp, Associate Editorial Director of the Knowledge at Wharton website. We're here today with Wharton marketing professor Shiri Melimad. Shiri, thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. And we're here to talk a little bit about some of your research. Could you talk about what areas you focus on? Sure. So my core research interests fall into the domain of mobile consumer behavior and the role of affect in consumer psychology. So my current research is sort of at the intersection of these domains. So I'm focusing on what's fundamentally different about the psychology of smartphone usage. So specifically, the questions that I'm interested in include what are the psychological factors that drive the use of our phone? What are the psychological consequences of using our phone? And how does all of this impact mobile consumer behavior? Now, what are some of the key takeaways of that? Are you going to make me feel bad for using my phone? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'm hoping to make you feel not so bad about using your phone. Yeah. So one of the key takeaways of my work is that consumers seem to have a uniquely emotional relationship with their smartphones over and above its functional value. Uh, So in one stream of my work, I actually show that smartphones often serve as a sort of adult pacifier for many consumers. So it's providing similar emotional and psychological benefits that a pacifier or security blanket might provide to a child. So, for example, in one of my studies, I actually show that consumers who feel stressed after engaging with their phone actually show greater recovery than people who engage with the identical content on a comparable device. So in that sense, you might want to feel a little bit better about your relationship to your phone. It seems to have, at least in the short term, some actual positive outcomes. Um, And then in another stream of research, I look at how smartphone use is actually changing the way that we express ourselves in user-generated content. So specifically, I show that smartphone use is driving the creation of content that is more emotional and specifically more positively emotional relative to the use of comparable devices. So now that we know this about our relationships to our phones, how can we use Use this to our advantage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we can answer that question sort of from two perspectives, from the consumer side, but also from a marketing and firm side. So from the consumer side, I think to your point earlier, we often hear about people's quote unquote addiction to their smartphones. And so that would speak to the negative consequences of using our phone. But what my research suggests is that there actually could be some psychological benefits. So for example, to the extent that we're actually in a more relaxed mindset while we're browsing on our phone, phones, there's prior research that has shown that people who are more relaxed are actually more receptive to certain types of messages. So as a consumer welfare advocate, I could actually leverage the use of the phone to push my content onto the user and perhaps, you know, send notifications when someone is overusing the device or making them just more mindful of their use of the device. Uh, And in terms of practical implications from the firm side, we know that mobile has recently replaced PC as the dominant online platform and that firms are increasingly pursuing what's called mobile first strategies, right? So what's clear is that it's becoming increasingly critical for firms to understand the specific consumer psychology of smartphone use. So what my results are telling us is that in trying to understand the consumer behavior associated with this device, it's very important to look beyond just the functionalities that it affords. Our phone is also a rich emotional object that fulfills needs that very few other objects can fulfill in adulthood. 
And also, it isn't just that our phone is simply providing another platform for us to consume content or to generate content online, but actually it also seems to be changing the very nature of the content itself. So it's not enough for a brand just to say, I have a, I have an ad that's optimized for mobile, that's viewable on mobile. It's also a lot about what is this content and how is it hitting the right emotional note for the state of mind I'm in when I'm on my phone. That is a really excellent point. Yeah. So that's sort of one of the directions that this research is headed in, because I think for the most part, advertisers and marketers are focusing on whether, you know, the visualizations and are optimized for mobile, but less about how content might actually be more or less fitting, depending on the device people are receiving the advertisement on. Now, tell us a little bit. We have time for one more question. Yeah. What, what's next for this research? You mentioned the one thing, but are, what, what other places are you going to go with this? Yeah. So for one, uh, I'm definitely interested in continuing to test for evidence that our phones can act as a sort of adult pacifier. So, for example, in the next stage of this work, I'm going to be focusing on what are the particular antecedents that drive this relationship to the device? So, for example, to what extent are the functionalities making us emotionally attached to our phones? Uh, so one way I'm planning on testing this is to manipulate not just the device that people are using, but also ownership. So what I'm predicting is that using my own phone will relieve stress to a greater extent than using a functionally identical phone that belongs to someone else, whereas this difference should be less pronounced when we use a comparable device, let's say a laptop. And one way I'm planning on testing this is actually uh, with my colleague who also has a joint appointment with marketing and neuroscience and psychology, Michael Platt. So we plan on testing for this physiologically. We're interested in seeing how consumers physiologically react react to their devices. And then in another stream of work, I'm going to continue to focus on the relationship between smartphone use and user-generated content. This time I'll be looking not just at how our phones influences the generation of content, but also actually the consumption of online content. So for example, in one project with my colleague Bob Meyer in the marketing department, we're looking at how using our phones actually changes our preferences for online content on Twitter, for example. Great. Sherry, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. You can find all of Knowledge of Wharton's podcasts on your phone by going to our website, which is knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Knowledge at Wharton.